Welcome to the Service Driven Life Podcast. I am your host, Tracy Clark, and I have set up over 4,000 nonprofits and received over $10 million in grant funding. This podcast is designed to highlight community heroes and give tips on nonprofit and service-based business growth. Welcome back, Earth Angels. We have another special treat for you today. One of our clients, one of our nonprofits, Emily, is going to be sharing about her journey and all of the connections and excitement that she has gotten by the community, which is huge because that's what a nonprofit is. They're for the community. So you, if you can't get that community involvement, it becomes a real challenge. And so I've really been impressed by how much community involvement she has gotten and how much attention she has gotten for her nonprofit. So Emily, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself and a little about your nonprofit. Awesome. Thank you, Tracy. And I just want to say hi, all Earth Angels. So yeah, I started building Confident Women Ministry with a passion in mind to help women who were not just undeserving, but all women from different economical standpoints, different ethical, ethnic backgrounds, and just all women in general to come together and create a village where we can come and share knowledge whatever that may be, wisdom. Um, I feel like we all have a wealth of understanding in certain areas in our life, but we keep it within our own communities. And I wanted to create a safe space where all women can come together and share knowledge. And um, that's been my passion. Wow. That is awesome. Because it's so important. That sisterhood is so important and creating a safe space is so important because just because you have a circle around you does not mean that it's a safe place for you to share your vision, your dreams, or your challenges. And it doesn't mean that they're going to be supportive and really necessarily be able to pour into you the things that you need because sometimes they'll pour stuff into you, but it won't necessarily be (laughs) the right things to keep you on the track of growth that you want to, that you want to be on. So Uh, With that mission in mind, tell us a little bit about your programs, what specific kind of programs or what does your your nonprofit look like when you say um, coming together to share stories and share vision? Is that like work um, workshops and things like that? Yes, absolutely. So what we do is we'll have a topic. I will then bring in a topic expert. So that will uh, come in and speak on that topic and me and that expert will then facilitate the group. So uh, we'll bring in women, um, say for example, if it's about uh, how to heal. So I have someone that will come in and speak uh, on that topic and we'll ask around in the group and have women chime in on what does that mean for them? Because like I said, every woman has something that the other person may need. Mm -hmm. So even though we're facilitating, we allow everyone that open space to share so that we can hear what what do you do, you know, or what do you do? And and how can we then take what each other does and maybe apply it to our lives? Wow. I absolutely love that. You get so much more from people, like you said, from the entire community, when you're able to let the community in and let people kind of learn from each other, learn from each other's samples and examples. And then you guys may even learn from some of the examples and things that you put into your lives as well. So I love that. So you guys are meeting and then you'll have a facilitator tailor there and everyone will join in on the conversation. Absolutely. 100%. And yes. the great thing about that is what I noticed specifically when it comes to healing or processing or anything like that, 
that when women and people in general are able to talk about it in discussion format, mm-hmm. so much more is, atta- is retained. They're able to focus in so much longer as opposed to sitting in. And it may be a great speaker, but if you're just sitting there for an hour or so, just listening to someone, it just is, it's a lot more chances for you to kind of disconnect with what's going on. So that Absolutely. is great. I also found that women or people in general, instead of it being like a one-on-one kind of counseling session, and although yes, we do need that, but what happens in groups, group settings, people are more open to share. Mm -hmm. They feel like they're not alone. They feel like, oh, okay, this person who's open to, you know, uh, address this issue, I'm secretly going through that too. Mm -hmm. So it makes it like, okay, I feel safe to express what I'm going through too, and everybody kind of feels together in it where it's just, you know, me having a counselor talk to me and it's like something's wrong with me. Yeah. Now I'm amongst other women who are also experiencing similar, similar things. And it, it's a good way of learning and growing. Absolutely. And sometimes even just having that space to share is mm-hmm. therapeutic in itself. You know, sometimes it's like they may not have yeah. any or even just process so many times we just process through talking about what's going on and are even even able to learn from our own experience um how did you become so connected to this area of work and what what made you decide to start the nonprofit to begin oh absolutely so I think as a child growing up I had so many female friends and I realized that in having those friends, I learned more from my circle of friends <laughs> and we would just come together and we all had different upbringings, different cultures. You know, I had friends from every culture and I realized just in the, in our circle of friends, how much I've learned from my friends who may have been Asian or my friends from Africa mm-hmm. or my friends from who are European. So, and I realized we all were brought up differently but I've learned so many valuable lessons from each one of them that I was like, wow, you know, this needs, you know, we need to open this up. We need to have women from diverse cultures come and share what they do, you know what I mean? Within their cultures to other cultures and some things I think we could embrace and learn from. Absolutely. Um, And I've always, I've always had like just a different kind of connection when I learned through other cultures. Like, it's just, it's just so amazing to see, like, when you are actually friends with other people in different cultures, like, I have um, Latina background, Puerto Rican, but, you know, um, we didn't grow up necessarily in Puerto Rican culture, you know, we grew up Mm -hmm. more so in Black culture. But whenever I would get around my Latina friends and things like that, and just the way that their culture was, it was so much that I would learn about it. So I totally understand what you're saying, and just kind of creating that container for women to be able to do that at all ages, you know, from that basis of friendship, you know, and supporting each other and seeing each other rise. Uh, Tell me about some of the challenges you've had in starting the nonprofit organization. You know, what's so interesting, the challenge was not being prepared for everyone who would be attracted to what I'm doing. Mm -hmm. I thought I would start out at the slow place and gradually increase in this gradual process. But what I, it was the total opposite of that. You know, I I had in my own mind, my own strategic plan, Mm -hmm. you know, of how I was going to grow it, how I was going to move. But soon as I began and and the word got out, I was getting an influx of phone calls and people interested and people wanting to be a part of it, that it kind of threw me back a little bit. I'm like, wow, I didn't realize how many people would want to connect at one time. So I think 
just being prepared for you never know what's going to happen. Some people might have a slower process, but for those where as soon as you come out, you never know how many people are going to gravitate to what you're doing. So be prepared for that. That is a good point, because I always like to make the point to the nonprofits that be prepared for the grants that you're trying to receive. You know, if you are, tra- you know, are you really prepared? Would you really be able to make the, because when people give you grant money, they want to see that impact right away. So if yeah. you are like, okay, now I got to scramble, get this together. How am I going to get this to the community? How am I going to get this done? Being prepared and building up your capacity naturally allows more to come to you. But in all actuality, a lot of times, most people do start off slow and they have a challenge with getting people excited about it. What do you think? Um, I personally feel like when a lot of people are excited about it, it just means that you are in the right topic, in the right area, in an area that's really needed. And this is just an area that the entire community needs. But what have you learned, do you think, from the people that are attracted to it? Is there something specific that you think you attribute to, to that attraction? I think I came out with a video at first introducing myself to the community. So I did like an interview and I did it, you know, um, I had it recorded and I posted it on my website. So, you know, uh, I had someone interview me and ask like what me and you are doing right now. And I did it live. And so that was like an introduction to who I am, where my heart is, where do I, where do I see building confident women in the future? What, do, what are my goals? And I think from that video, a lot of people connected to me and my vision and my heart and wanted to see that vision come to life in any capacity that they can do to help. Now, pause right there. (laughs) I don't want anybody to miss this portion. I wrote it down as a note right there. Even though that might like, it may sound or seem small, even just the way you're saying like, oh, I did a video, but so many times people don't want to get on the camera and talk about what's mm-hmm. in their heart, let alone on the camera live yeah. <laughs> and talk yeah. about what's in their heart, what they're building because of a fear sometimes of how people respond to it, or maybe even feeling like, oh, okay, well, am I really ready? How's the website? How's this? How's that? So I just want you guys to take a note on getting out there and talking about what you're doing. It's no way for people to be attracted to something if they don't know anything about it. They first have to know about it. And then when they actually see a face and see a video and a face behind it, it gives them so much more information. We have a lot of nonprofits that want to start and they really don't want to, you know, um, don't want to do video or don't want to. And you can definitely build a nonprofit like that. But I believe that when people see the story, because that's what they connect when they see someone's face, they're like, oh, okay, you know, these nonprofits might be similar, but this nonprofit is not ran by the same board. And this is not the nonprofit that Emily created. And this it's almost like that's your secret sauce is Mm -hmm. who you are and what you do differently and what your story is. Um, So I know your name of your organization is Building Confident Women. Did you always have that confidence to get out there and you know, and share your mission? (laughs) Absolutely not. I think confidence is a growing process. And I think it's always going, you know, because sometimes we might feel confident that we've reached the place, like we reached the place in confidence, but then there's always something to challenge that confidence, right? Mm -hmm. So I think we should always be humble and open to receive things that, you know, we may not have known we need you know, or may have challenged us in our confidence. And that could be whether knowledge, 
you know? So I, I realized me, I'm very strong. I'm, all the women in my family are strong women. So we never ask for help. But having a nonprofit, you have to ask for help. <laughs> and having a business, you need help. And so it's, it, it, you know, and I didn't realize that was an area that I needed to, to work on. You know, I felt like, you know, I, I was at a place in confidence, but no, that challenged my confidence. So now I have to realize, look, you have to humble your heart and ask for help. You know, you have to humble your heart and connect with other businesses. This is not a, a sole mission. This is a community mission, you know. And so we have to work together to build each other's desires in our hearts for our nonprofits. So I had to learn that. And I think that the one of the reasons why so many people are attracted to your nonprofit organization is because they're able to sense that in your heart that exactly what you said, that this is for the community. This is not a soul, you know, and sometimes it can be hard. Sometimes that can be a little bit of ego that we want things to unfold this exact way. And, you know, a lot of times I always correct my clients when they say my nonprofit, I'm like, it's not really even your nonprofit. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> you know, it's not, it's the community. That's what this, that's what we call ourselves to, to do when we decide to join the nonprofit space. If not, you can join the small business or LLC space where there's a lot more ownership like that. But it's actually That's also right. what I love about nonprofit mm-hmm. is that it's actually for the community and we're building each other up together. And so yeah. I think that was a good point, noticing the areas that you might not be strong in and what can you do? What are some steps you can take that will help you in those areas so that you can be more confident. It might be, you might not feel fully educated in the area that you're, mm-hmm. um, that you're, you're serving. So that might look like just refreshing your education or reading a book or whatever the case may be, but being okay with doing that work, which a lot of times the work is just self-improvement, you That's know, right. like how can I adjust myself to be able to show up more confidently as well. So absolutely, I think that that is awesome. What tips would you give to other nonprofits that are just starting off and wanting to build that traction? I guess one tip guys, before she even starts <laughs> is doing a video, <laughs> introducing yes, your nonprofit, yes. you know, it is much easier. I think that that was a great step for you to do it interview style because coming from a space of going live for like three and a half years, I would say that sometimes it's a lot easier when you have someone else to kind of feed back off of and when you're doing the interview style as, a, as opposed to just jumping up there. But if that's something you want to do, that's great as well. But what other tips would you give for new nonprofits? I, I realized too in, 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 in going forward that I had a desire, but then I also had to look at what, the, what was the need in my community. Hmm. You know what I mean? So yeah, I have this passion. I am so passionate about it. This is what I'm going to do. But okay, how is this really what I need in in, in the community right now? Mm-hmm. You know, and, and, and is this what the community needs right now? And how, if not, how can I merge what they need and what my passion is together? You so better that we preach. You better preach. This thing. <laughs> so yeah. That is good. That's so good that that matters. You know, mm-hmm. sometimes we just get on this like solo rocket ship where we yeah. have this vision and idea of what's needed, but where it's like, it's almost like you're isolated and you're not paying attention. And I swear, it seems like that this exact um, subject that you're talking about right now, mm-hmm. it has shown up several times over and over again with successful wow. nonprofits. 
that they are grassroots, that they have their ear to the community, that they're yes. finding exactly what the community needs. What does that look like for you? Um, does that look like, what does that look like getting more involved with the community and understanding what that need, what they need? Did you, uh, connect with other nonprofits or connect with community leaders? Oh, absolutely. Everything I, I, I'm on like an emailing list for our community. <laughs> so okay. any event that is someone else is having, having, I'm there. Mm. So I'm going to all the events. I'm, I'm making the, I'm networking, I'm, I'm, I'm sharing and I'm listening and I'm connecting and, you know, I'm listening to what they need and I'm helping other people, you know, like if they're saying, Hey, you know, we're having this event. Can you, you know, provide this? I'll be like, okay, great. Yeah, I can. You know what I'm saying? And I'm, I'm, I'm just making myself available to other people. And because I know, you know, in time, as you're making yourself available as a new person coming into the nonprofit world, into the, into the community that's already established, that they're going to say, oh, okay, you see, yeah, Emily's been here. Emily's been here. You know, we've been helping her, you know, and now I'm getting ready to have an event, you know? And so since I put my event out, everybody's calling me like, hey, what can we do? Hmm. How can we help you? What hmm. do you need? Mm -hmm. Hey, I already received donations. I, you know, and I didn't even ask, you know, wow. so it's, it's like people are see have seen what I'm doing and how I'm contributing. Mm -hmm. And so now they're in return wanting to help me. So I think it's a give and take. We can't that. just expect to get, get, get and receive. We also have to give and we also have to, you know, come outside of what we want and, and help others as well. Wow. I absolutely love that. And it's funny that you use the word available. I'll challenge you guys with this question. Are you available for growth? Mm. Because I tell you, like what I noticed, even for our business, is that the more we're able to expand our capacity, thus being more available to different people, to our email, to our uh, to the messages that we have, because we're expanding our capacity, creating systems, creating flow, all of those things, those opportunities just come. But mm -hmm. I'll have to say on the same notion, there's an energy that goes with someone who is unavailable or when you can tell mm -hmm. they just have too much going on. They're not able to, they're not able to, um, to do their own things that they're working on, let alone anything that you may be requesting of them. So you immediately block them. Oh, they, you know, it's almost like sometimes people think like, oh, I don't want to give them this opportunity because they seem like you know, they may not be available for it. They, you know, they seem kind of all over the place or whatnot. So I think making yourself available is a huge tip. It sounds like something that's small, but it's really not. And you're absolutely right. When people see you in the community and start mm -hmm. to build that relationship, there's a saying that's, uh, that, that it goes in the nonprofit community that people don't fund organizations. People fund people. People. Mm. So they need That's to know good. that you're a person, that you're a, you know, and people want to see like, whose nonprofit is this? Is this someone that, you know, that I know in the community? Or is this someone that I know of their story some? Who's actually running this nonprofit? Are they, is this someone that I can entrust with my donations that they'll actually make an impact? That's so right. I think that that's what you build is you build that trust when you're okay with networking in the ways that are comfortable for you. Um, now for you, you were saying you went, you go to a lot of events. If the events are going on, some people may be more comfortable with doing virtual events or, but mm -hmm. there's almost some type of networking and some type of need. I was just actually, I just saw on Facebook events or something like that. One of the local parks in the area 
is having a replanting and they're replanting all of the, um, you know, so there's always a need where people are calling out for people in the community. And if you want to be able to call out and people to come, you Mm -hmm. know, and help on the areas that you want to serve or that you're passionate about, you also have to be willing to do that and willing to do that work. So that in itself is- And I'll even piggyback that a little bit and say our record-breaking nonprofit, the nonprofit that has received the most in the shortest period of time is 75,000. And it's the day after nonprofit first grant day after he got his nonprofit um, status. And let me tell you what he did. Wow. Exactly what you just said. He started that groundwork and that community and that, you know, you need a speaker at your event. No problem. I'm on it. You need, um, you know, you need, uh, can I just speak for this, this short period of time, or you need someone to lead your workshop. He was in the churches and everything that was community-based really already showing his presence even before he built his nonprofit. And so I think yeah. that that's something that is not coincidental. It's something that's mm-hmm. it's a testing, yeah. test, you know? Because like, yeah. ultimately, as a nonprofit, the mission is what's most important. Mm-hmm. So if the mission is what's most important, does it really matter who's completing that mission? Yes. You know what I'm saying? So yeah. You can partner with other organizations who are, who are doing a similar version of your mission and see how you guys can work together. And you can do so much more when you're working together. Because again, just like your program is based on the foundation of having women come in and share their stories and share how they work through healing and struggles and things like that. You can do the exact same thing with nonprofits. And it may be a nonprofit you're partnering with where they were really excelling in this area, you know, and you're really excelling in this area. So now you guys can kind of balance each other out as well. Yeah, absolutely. 100%. That is awesome. Any other tips that you would give for new nonprofit organizations? Be encouraged, be consistent, and love what you're doing. Yeah. Mm -hmm. There's a saying that goes, if you're passionate about what you're doing, you basically don't work another day. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, that's true. It's like, if you are passionate about it, if you love what you're doing, if you're really about the mission, that's why one of the first steps that I have people do when we're first getting started is really vet out their mission and what their mission is. You know, because when times when it seems like things are slow or when it seems like maybe no one is connecting, you can say, you know what, this is my vision. And I use an old church saying in this one that they say that if one person show up, you should be just as pleased as if, you know, 10,000 people show up. And actually when you had that in your heart, that's when. 10,000 people will show up, you know? That's good. That's really good. On that mission. Absolutely. Yes. yes. That is wonderful. Tell everybody where they can actually connect with you. Um, First of all, where are you located? So we're located in Hagerstown, Maryland, which is a small town in Maryland. Mm -hmm. Um, And so you can also find me at www.buildingconfidencewomenministry.com and you'll see all of my Facebook and Instagram and TikToks. I'm I'm constantly visible. So, Mm -hmm. and I'm constantly checking and um, I'm constantly on there updating information. So please reach out anytime. 
Awesome. And then you guys actually do some live events in person. So, um, yes. so that's something to note, guys. If you want to find out about the events, just go over to the website. Are you already are you guys adding on virtual yet? Or is that something coming up in the future? I did. I did one virtual event last Friday. <laughs> we did a group. We did a group. Yes. I didn't post it on Instagram because I have to get the mics together because you could hardly hear me so it wasn't it was like in and out in and out so mm -hmm. I was like ah, I don't know if I want to really post this one on Instagram but it is on my Facebook <laughs> okay good I'm gonna take a yeah. look at it that's mm -hmm. awesome so that's good to know so even if you're not local you can check her out and you guys may be able to participate in some of the things that are virtual as well all yeah. right well last couple of questions before we let you know let you go <laughs> that are a little bit more centered around what our nonprofits struggle with the most um, and one of those things is board. How do you mm. think you were able to get a solid board? Is there any specific tips you would give when it comes to attracting the right board? I think for me, these were women that I knew their history. You mm. know, I know uh, what they do professionally, what they've accomplished in their lives. These are uh, more matured, seasoned people in their fields. And I knew that they had value to add to me. The, mm -hmm. They had something that I didn't have and um, in different ways. And I felt like having these particular women would benefit me in the areas that I lacked in. There you go. And so finding someone that you're able to create that synergy where they're able to bring things to the nonprofit, you may have some areas you lack in so you can, you can ask them questions, get their advice on different things. So yeah. that's point right there. And that they are just passionate about oh, the same yeah. type of, you know, projects and things like that in the community that you're passionate about as well. So that is, that is a great tip for building up board and things like that. Also, mm -hmm. is there any tips you would give on marketing? I know that you're comfortable with going on with going on live anyway, and yeah. things like that. but any specific tips you would give on marketing for nonprofits? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I feel marketing, you have to have your, you have to be visible you that's number one that's top and then after being visible you have to create your 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 strategy your flyers mm -hmm. your email listings you're making contact with the other nonprofits. um and uh marketing also if you want to do mass marketing you can hire a marketing firm you know which that I might be an option to. outsource i'm yeah. all for outsource outsource anything that you don't feel confident in. And as a matter of fact, guys, about five episodes ago, we talked to someone who that was like the, the uh, main thing that really exploded their nonprofit is they mm -hmm. went on ahead and hired a team that did all yeah. their marketing for filling up their workshops and things like that. Guys, that's the, the interview I did with the Black and Global, um, uh, Melissa Muhammad from Black and Global, if you want to go back and check that out. So last question I'm going to ask you before I let you go is simply on mindset. I firmly mm -hmm. believe that with every great leader, there are some mindset tools that they utilize that have helped them really get to get where they are. And I know everyone struggles with different things with imposter syndrome or with, you know, just feeling like, you know, can I really get this done or doubt and things like that? Is there any tip or mantra or anything like that you use for mindset that you really have helped feel like has helped you? Yeah, to... there's a, there's a couple of things. And I, I want to start that off by saying, don't beat yourself up. Mm -hmm. We all go through those moments where we're feeling like, is this working or is it going to happen or, you know, and I think we all get like that in that moment, but we have to get 
past that moment and realize it's just a moment and don't let it simmer. Don't let it stay with you. Uh, I think once you feel like that in that moment, you know that you need to begin to change the, the trajectory by reinforcing positive uh, thoughts, um, watch some videos and motivation. You know, I, I'm very careful about what I listen to and what I watch. Mm. Um, I feel like in some subconscious way, it changed, you know, my mind is, is toward towards something that I'm watching or something that I heard. So I'm very careful about what I'm listening to so that I can stay in that positive mindset and stay focused and stay grounded and stay pumping, you know, and stay moving. So if it's not about moving forward, if it's not about um, progressing, then I don't, I, I just don't let it inside of me. I don't even listen to it, you know? So I'm very careful about my circle of friends, people and everything. I'm focused and, and, and that's it. Focus is so important, especially yeah. because we, we live in a world where there's so much information and so many things yeah. that distract you. So having that focus is so important. And it's so important that you protect your gaze, you protect your ears, you protect your eyes. Because like you said, you think about those things. I'm to the point, like even on certain commercials, I'm like, I don't <laughs> want this commercial in my, I don't want that in my programming system. Yes. I'm sorry, I'm a, I would tell me when this is all, oh, you know, off or whatever, because again, if you're watching those things over and over again, and then you're like, I wonder why I want some McDonald's. Well, you just oh, see yeah. <laughs> yes. McDonald's commercial 7,000 times yeah. over the month, <laughs> you know, yeah. Yeah. those little, it doesn't matter. One of my big things I always talk about, it doesn't matter whether it's something you agree with or whether it's something you, well, it doesn't matter. I'm watching this, but I don't agree with it or I don't, you know, I'm just watching it. It's still going into your system. So that's I think that's so important. And Someone just said it was uh, the point you said at the very beginning was if you feel yourself beating yourself up, you know, to start to just lift your spirits, watch something positive, watch something motivation, get on a different track. Yeah. Um, and it reminds me of a quote that someone said, which is that if you are in a frustrated state, then everything becomes harder. Mm. And I was just like, that is, that's, that's very true. It's so true. And, it's and so I was true. another girl's video and she said, feeling good is a strategy for me, for my business. Mm, I'm like, that's, that's how good. serious you have to be about yeah. your inner world. Because honestly, you will never outwork a bad mindset. That's great. That's that's it right there. The key. That's it right there. <laughs> we on that note. Thank you so much, Emily, for coming on. We really appreciate you. One more time for those who want to reach out, can you give up, give your website one more time? Absolutely. Thank you, Tracy. It is www.buildingconfidentwomenministry.com. And I can't wait to connect to you. God bless. God bless. <laughs> Thank you so much for listening. I absolutely appreciate you. If you are listening on Apple Podcasts, please feel free to leave a review. If you guys leave a review, that'll give us the opportunity to reach more individuals that are wanting to start a nonprofit or wanting to start a business. Our goal and our vision is to see minorities actually serving the community and not just being serviced by nonprofit organizations. If you are not already on our mailing list, be sure to join that at clarkandclark.org. 
so that you can get all the updates of our new group coaching program that is starting this coming November. And remember guys, we just have a couple of days left before we are going to close out our one-on-one coaching. So if that is something you're interested in, be sure to go ahead and reach out to me. You can reach out via email at info at clarkandclark.org, or you can message me on Instagram at Tracy Angelica Clark. Catch you guys in the next one.